This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. The first... If you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up today, it's one of the rotating Jasons, this time Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, who has been guiding on Lake Vermilion this summer. We'll get the details from him. We'll get the Vermilion details from him in his first ever Fast Five. I turned a lake into a big old ass. I never used this for 20-pound tears. If you're fishing with me, you're fishing with the best. And if you're not, ooh, yeah, girl, soon you're going to than the seagull birds If you all ain't fishing You're a bunch of nerds Cause the fishes all tremble At the sight of me Cause I'm fishing Bob Barn, yeah Country, country Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley With Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service I'd like to invite you To drop a line In one of the 400 lakes In the Bemidji area We have 160 miles Of biking trails Forest trails Campsites You can even get your picture With Paul Bunyan And Babe is Blue Ox and when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better-looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're checking in with Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Jason, how are you this fine day? I am doing well right now. It's warm. But it's summer, and I think I'd rather have this than minus 30, so life is good. You know, I'm with you. I've been seeing all these memes about how hot it is and people saying they prefer the cold. Not me. I'll take the heat anytime. Yeah, when we were all uh, dreading how long winter was this year and waiting for warm weather, we should all just think back to April when we were looking at snow and ice on the lakes. <laughs> exactly. Well, of course, uh, with Leisure Outdoor Adventures, you've been on the water an awful lot, and you, uh, for, uh, is this the second or third year you've been spending some time up in the, the Vermilion area? Uh, it's my second full-time summer up there between, yeah, splitting time up there and then back, obviously, back home in Brainerd doing things with the family and all. But, yeah, this is pretty much uh, my second full-time summer up there. So what's going on in Vermilion? You know, it, uh, so Vermilion was, when I got up there in early June, was, super high water not not as high as rainy in those lakes but it was very high um they had very late ice went out like the thursday before fishing opener uh when i got there water temps were like 60 62 degrees um so everything was very behind and uh, weed growth was way down and so for the most part if you took what's happening like on leech lake for example and you compare it to vermilion you're talking like a two maybe even a three-week lag between the two and and uh so everything's pretty pretty behind over there it's i would say starting to catch up a little bit but um the mayfly hatch like literally started oh i would say close to the fourth of july 
Wow. Uh, and usually, you know, the fa- I always say Father's Day is always a really good rule of thumb for the mayflies to kind of start rolling throughout Minnesota. And on Vermilion, it was right around the 4th. And it's been going pretty strong throughout the whole month of July, kind of off and on. Uh, so we're kind of in the midst, I'd say, the tail end of the of the bug hatch. I was um, just out there a couple, three days ago, and there were still quite a few clouds. But um, so we're kind of kind of dealing with that. And then this is the time of year too, where you get the the young of the year perch hatch. And so there's just a lot of bait in the system. And uh, I would say fishing was really good all the way through the fourth. And then it's kind of it's tailed a little bit, but still catching fish. You know, you gotta you gotta just adapt. You know, and um, We've had days where catching walleyes on just rigs and crawlers and rigs and leeches, and then there's days where the slip bobbers shine, and there's days where we caught them, you know, catching on jigging wraps, and um, even did a little spinner fishing. And so it's, you know, which is kind of a good rule of thumb. It doesn't matter what lake you're on, whether it's leech, vermilion, cass, I mean, and wherever you gotta, when these bug hatches and everything are going, and all these all this baits in the system. You know, you can't just do one presentation all the time and really expect to be successful. And so that's kind of been the name of the game on Vermilion. You just got to really, you got to move and move and move and then find those transition areas where, you know, that's the difference there. It's a lot of rock. So you're fishing a lot of rock to sand, rock to mud, sand to mud uh, transition areas. And, you know, I think that's probably the one thing I, I tell people a lot. Everybody gets really consumed on those Canadian Shield lakes with fishing rocks, rock piles, rock reefs. And those will catch fish, and but they're just really hard to fish because they're so rocky, and people get snagged, and they lose their their, their lures and their lindy rigs and everything. And so um, we catch a lot of fish in the sand. We catch a lot of fish in the sand. We catch a lot of fish on weed edges. Um, and those are, I think, on overlooked areas on Canadian Shield lakes, I think, for walleyes because everybody gets so consumed with the rocks and the humps and the reefs uh, that there are a lot of fish that relate to sand and weeds still in those lakes and then just like every other lake you find the weeds you find the sand edges you're going to find bait it's one of those well-known big minnesota lakes uh, but for those who may be new to the area or listening you know on the podcast and have uh, only had a couple of trips to minnesota tell us a, you know more in depth where it is exactly how big it is and what all we'll find in that lake well it's the fifth largest inland lake in minnesota uh, has the most, I can't remember what the mileage is, but has the most shoreline mileage out of any state. Uh, it has 365 islands, <laughs> and it's, it's broken into an east and a west end. Um, the west end is known as the Cook End, because it's right near Cook, Minnesota. Uh, Cook is, if you're familiar with Minnesota, people, it's uh, just about 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes north of Virginia, uh, about an hour north of Cloquet. Um, and then there's the Tower End, where as when you... You come out of uh, Virginia, you can either veer left and go to Cook, or you can go veer right and go to Ely. And so if you are going to Ely, Minnesota, you drive right through Tower, and that's the east end of the lake. And the east end is, I would say, more has more wide open. Um, it's Big Bay, and, and there's obviously islands, and there's arms, and all the kinds of stuff. And then the west side is more has a couple more open areas, but it's a lot more arms and bigger bays. Uh, like Norwegian Bay and Wolf Bay and Head of the Lakes and Wake em Up. And, and so it's uh, very, very different in the fisheries, but um, it's, it's located in a part of the state where it's, it's just far enough for people, but yet it's still close enough for people that you still get quite a few people to go there. But um, it's a Canadian Shield Lake, uh, one of the few Canadian Shields that are like actually within the inland part of Minnesota. 
And so it's beautiful rock cliffs. Um, you, get, you get up into parts of the lake and you don't see a house for miles because it's, it's all national or state forest, I mean. And um, wildlife and eagles. And, and um, I always tell people, like, I've been going there since I was a little kid. And uh, it's life's kind of come full circle for me a little bit in that sense. And I remember going out there with a the fishing guide when I was a kid. And then now I'm out there being a fishing guide on the lake. And, and uh, everybody tells me, oh, you know, what's so special about it? It's just a lake. You know, it's like, it's like this lake or it's like this lake. I'm like, no, nope. I said, it's not. You got to, you got to just go there and experience it. And uh, it, um, everybody goes there. They're, it's mainly week long stays. You know, like when I guide on in Walker, it's a lot of people coming up for weekends and things like that. Whereas on Vermilion, everybody's coming up for their Saturday, their Saturday stay, and they're there to vacation, they're there to relax, and uh, so it has a real unique feel uh, to the whole lake, and um, it's, like I said, beautiful, it's got great fishing, multi-species, you're talking uh, great walleye fishing, uh, very good bass fishing, smallmouth and largemouth, um, it's been known for obviously large, large muskies. Um, the muskie population is down, but the muskies you see are very large. They're big, and so people still chase those. Uh, it has really nice pan fishing in it as well. I don't do a ton of that, but I know early in the spring they catch a lot of crappies and, and some nice gills. Uh, so it's really a great multi-species fishery. And uh, if you're looking to take a, uh, if you're looking to take your family someplace uh, to have just a great family vacation, where not only to be on the water, but you've got Ely's just a short drive. You've got um, the uh oh gosh the bear center there you've mm-hmm. got the wolf center uh you've got the vince schulte uh bear sanctuary you've got restaurants it's it's just got a little bit of things for everybody but most people once they get there they kick back they relax they enjoy the lake and uh and just like i said you just got to go there and see it if you've never been there don't don't forget the sudan mine tour sudan yes it actually closed this summer so you can't oh really Oh, yep. bummer. Yeah, they're doing some They're doing some work, it sounds like, down the mine, and uh, so they had to close it for the summer. Well, when it's open, that is a great tour. It is. It's awesome. Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest today. We're talking Lake Vermilion fishing. we got a lot more to cover with Jason next. And, hey, if you're listening to this show, pat yourself on the back for being one of the elites, at least according to Jason Durham. I would say that the listeners of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country are the smartest people on Earth. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. Hey, don't forget, the third annual Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is set for this Saturday and Sunday. It's a very unique tournament, app-based, begins at 6 a.m. Saturday morning, ends at noon Sunday you can fish as many or as few hours as you and your teammate wish in that stretch of time. You can fish on any lake in Beltrami, Hubbard, or Clearwater County that has a public access. No rules meeting or wrap-up. You just download the Fish Donkey app if you don't have it yet, and you start fishing. You register and pay right on the app. It's $200 per two-person team. You can fish either the walleye or bass division, or if you want, both. 
Top three places in each division guaranteed with a $3,000 championship prize, $1,500 for the runners-up, $1,000 for third place. There's also a $500 Kagan Cork Big Bass Award, $500 Northwoods Bait Big Walleye Award, and the Krauss Anderson Legacy Award, in which the youth angler on the top-finishing multi-generational team will win a lifetime Minnesota fishing license. Once you're registered... You can pick up your official measuring board at Northwoods Bait and Tackle in Bemidji, Walgreens in Park Rapids, and Timberline Sports in Black Duck. You can register right up until the minute the tournament starts. Again, that's 6 a.m. Friday morning because you're doing it right on the app, paying there, registering there, and so you don't have to worry about being at a meeting the day before or whatever. So that's how you get in. Uh, fun tournament. You don't even have to stay on the lake. If the lake's a little slower than you thought it was and you want to try another one, you can go to another one. Uh, as long as you're fishing in those three counties within the time periods of 6 a.m. Saturday to noon on Sunday. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest today. We're talking Lake Vermilion fishing. So right now, we're probably ready to be diverse if we're going to be on Vermilion. If we went there, it's going to be walleyes or nothing. You might be a little bit disappointed. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. It's uh, a lot of people struggle. Like, a lot of people go to that lake and they catch two, three, five walleyes maybe in a week. Um, so, you know, if you, if you want a walleye fish, you got to be ready to be diverse. Uh, if you're a troller, you can troll. Um, that lead core bite will be starting here relatively soon. Uh, those fish will be moving out into the basins, a lot of them. And uh, But, yet there's always fish on the rocks. And so if you want a bobber fish, you can get on reefs and humps, and you can catch walleyes, and you can catch smallmouths, and you'll catch perch. Um, if you want to cast, in the, there's tons of casting ability. I mean, you can literally cast shorelines for your probably a whole life plus another life and never cover them all. And you can catch tons of smallmouth bass. You'll catch occasional walleyes, casting shorelines. Um, there's tons of nice weedy cabbage bays that have pike in them, that'll have muskies roaming around in them, largemouth bass. A lot of people forget about largemouth bass fishing. can be really good on that lake. Um, so, And then, like I said, you can get into nice bluegills and panfish as well if you just want to work it over. So, you know, you see a lot of people go there, and what they do is they just cast. And, and they do a lot of casting, and they cast shorelines, and they cast those areas because they know they can just kind of catch fish, um, you know, throughout, you know, and, and not get snagged up trying to fish and not get frustrated trying to catch walleyes, you know, because you've you got to put your time in out there, um, you know, to really figure out walleyes. And people who can figure them out will have really, really good luck. But if you are kind of a novice walleye fisherman, I would definitely suggest hiring a guide and, um, and learning some areas and some parts of the lake that are going to help you be a little bit more successful. So, Jason, uh, Leisure Outdoor Adventures, of course, uh, great presence on Leech Lake, Brainerd Lakes area, Mille Lacs. We've got some guys up in the in the Winnie area, uh, and now you're up in Vervillian. Why the decision to go up north? You know, it's, uh, it was just an opportunity. We work with uh, Ludlow's Island Resort. Uh, it's one of the premier res- uh, resorts in the state of Minnesota. It's uh, got a ton of history, been around since, like, the 30s. Um, and, um, and I was up actually up on a family vacation uh, three years ago, and I, I know a guy who kind of runs the customer service part there and known him for about five, six years, and he called me up, and and uh, we went, ran over and talked with him for a little while, and he was like, we need we need fishing guides. And uh, where he goes, I'm so busy. And he goes, and I need the right guys, guys who take good care of people and and, and everything. And so we, we started talking, and he started throwing out, like, numbers, and I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a pretty big opportunity for our guide service. And obviously for me, it was 
you know, near and dear because I've been going there since I was a kid and taking my family there and my and everything. And so um, we just kind of seized the opportunity, and then we brought on a young man by the name of Logan Wadlich. Uh, he joined our guide team um, about a year and a half ago. He started doing a bunch of trips for us. A yeah, young buck, he's uh, 23, I think, years old. He actually is a full-time guide in Florida also. He's a tarpon guide. And um, and so when I presented the offer, I said, here, here's an opportunity to go over here and a new market and do substantial amount of trips. He uh, he jumped on that opportunity as well. And so we, uh, him and I are kind of, we live together over there. And then when I come back, to when I go back to coaching football, he, uh, Logan, sticks it out till. Uh, the resorts close, which is usually the first week of August, and um, and he, he gets a bunch of trips in, and then he ends up going back down to Florida, and uh, and doing that whole gig as well during the winter. So he's he's living the life as a full time fishing guide. So uh, it was just a really it was just an opportunity for our guide service to expand and to grow and to get into another market and uh, continue to expand our our, our brand. And um, and for me, there was that the personal the personal piece of of being able to guide on the lake that. Uh, has been uh, really special to me since I was little. I mean, that's where I got to, as a kid, that's where my dad let me take out the little 14, 15 foot, you know, aluminum boat with a 15, 25 horse motor. And he'd say, you can go into this bay or this bay or this bay. You can't go any farther. And uh, that was where I got to go out and like start doing, doing this stuff on my own. And, uh, and so for me, like, it's just, uh, it's kind of, it's just a neat thing. I go there and I, you know, you, you fish a lot of these lakes, and you know every guide will, will tell you he has a time during his year where he's kind of maybe burnt out on fishing that lake, or burnt out on fishing areas, or or whatever. But uh, I can honestly say, I you know I'll do you know 50 plus guide trips on Vermilion this year, and um, you know I always have to find a balance with coaching and and being a dad and everything, and I'll probably do 50, 60, and and uh, but I can honestly say every day I go out there and I enjoy, I love being out there, and and I was telling you like if it's so scenic and and you see things and people see everything and the eagles and we saw a black bear the other day and deer and everything and just um it's it's that and for me too it was a challenge right i mean like i had been guiding on leech for 10 years and i love it and leech is another one of my favorite lakes and uh you know but eventually you start learning things and you get really good at things and and uh it's sometimes i think it's okay to get uh taken out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah and uh and have to go someplace and be like all right i got i'm kind of i make i'm familiar with it i, I know that I, i've caught fish here and but, but going fishing on a vacation and just kind of catching fish versus having to perform every day when you got clients <laughs> in your boat that's another ball game and so for me that was that opportunity to say all right this is a challenge it's a new challenge and uh i want to accept it and and take you know take off after it and see what i can do cool um, what what do you find uh, with the people you're guiding? Are these um, like you were describing people who are just they know how to fish, but this is a new unique challenge for them, or is it people who are just you know it's part of the northern Minnesota culture? We're visiting northern Minnesota, so I have to fish. Yeah, I would say it is about seventy five percent of my people are very novice anglers. Okay. who want to get out in the boat and they want to experience northern minnesota and they want to experience doing some fishing and maybe catch a few fish uh we, we do i do a few shore lunches every now and then so people get that whole shore lunch experience and then i would say 25 to 30 percent of my people are pretty you know diehard fishermen and, and they really want to bass fish or they really want to walleye fish and and um and i get a lot of those people i'd say in june 
And then now in July and August, it's a lot of families and people who just say, hey, let's go out with our family. Let's go out and catch a few fish, maybe have a little fish fry, and, uh, and just really experience northern Minnesota. Again, as you noted, it is, uh, like many of the large lakes in Minnesota, very much like leech as far as the, the species you'll find there. The way they relate to the surroundings are obviously very different because the surroundings are very different for those fish. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um you know, leech is, uh, there's so much sand and then, you know, sand grass and you're fishing those edges and, and you got Walker Bay and I mean, leech is all these different lakes within one. But, you know, vermilion is, I think that it's like anything, there's just abundance of amount of structure. Uh, like there is in many lakes, but it's just, it can be overwhelming. And, uh, and there's so many rock piles. And that's what I've learned out there. Like all these humps and you think, oh, this one looks like it's, it should just have fish on it. And then you're like, there's no fish here. <laughs> and, uh, and so you, you really start to learn and like eliminate like, like as much as you think something looks good, you, it doesn't always work out like that too, you know. And so um, th- I, that's what I really learned on that lake is uh, you really got to eliminate water. Like you do on any other lake, you got to eliminate water. But uh, there's so many things on that that you just salivate over and you think, oh, my gosh, this this is going to have fish on it. And it might at some point, but most of the time I find a lot of spots that are, that are kind of dead. And then you just got to go and find other areas um, that are sometimes, most of the time, they aren't real prevalent areas. And that's why, I mean, as a fishing guide, you, you're able to find those areas. And that's where people who maybe don't fish every single day, um, you know, they struggle finding some of those spots. And that's why they maybe have a harder time putting, you know, a lot of walleyes in the boat. But, you know, it takes time. It's like anything. You just got to break it down and learn it and learn the patterns and, and when the, the seasonal movements and so forth. And I think the other thing that I really enjoy about the lake as a fishing guide is I get a lot of people and a lot of clients who aren't, like, crazy, crazy about catching walleyes and will say, let's just fish walleyes for a couple hours and whatever, however we do, we do, but then let's go cast for pike or cast for bass. And and so that, as a guy that's, you know, like on leech, it's walleye, 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 muskie, <laughs> smallmouth coming up a little bit, but it's walleye, 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 muskie, right? And so on Vermilion, I, I, mean, I go days where, we do walleyes and smallmouth or walleyes and pike or, or smallmouth and pike or, hey, let's go cast for some muskies. Okay, sounds great, you know. So uh, it just it, it's a lot um, lot of diversity of the guide, and so it really allows – it kind of – I think that's what keeps me fresh out there too is uh, just that ability to just say, hey, all right, let's go catch smallmouth or let's go catch walleyes. We'll wrap it up with Jason Freed next, plus his first ever Fast Five. I'm Kevin Cochran, celebrating another year of patiently educating Kev Jackson on fishing, pulp onion country. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures is my guest. He's been guiding on Lake Vermilion this summer. You know, we are seeing, and certainly the people I talked to within the last 10 years, as opposed to earlier doing the show, is you're talking to more and more people that are fishing from more and more species. That's undoubtedly true. 
but it's still a walleye state. And that was my question was, how, how big of a walleye uh, establishment is Vermilion compared to some of the other fish that are in there? Um, it's very good. I mean, I think there's a lot more walleyes in the lake than what people even realize. Um, and there's a lot more, a lot more small walleyes than people realize, which is great to see. Um, and so I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, they, you, you get these factories like a leech, a cast, Lake of the Woods, you know, these play, they're just walleye. They got tons and tons of them. So I think it's one of those lakes that it's got a really good walleye population, but I think it's such a great multi-species lake that it, it doesn't maybe necessarily get the quote walleye pressure that maybe other lakes. And like, you don't see a ton of tournaments out there because it is far enough north. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think that eases some of that as well. So then, therefore, I don't think people talk about it as much when it comes to walleye fishing, and it's more like people who are, you know, love the lake, familiar with the lake, uh, want to go on vacation there, uh, but you're not going to get a lot of weekenders who are going to say, hey, let's just run up and go, uh, let's go fish for a million for a day and a half, right? And because, you know, it's just yeah. different in that sense, because usually it's the leeches and the casses and the malacs and, and those places that are like, those people go to those places, whereas... Vermilion, it's it's your week longers, it's your people who are familiar with the lake, and, and and know when they want to go there and they want to go catch fish. So, uh, as an avid angler, is there any new products out there that you're really enamored with these days? Well, I mean, forward-facing sonar has obviously changed the game, and I, I did not have it last summer because it didn't arrive in time. Supply shortage stuff, you know. Uh, so I have I'm a Lawrence Electronics guy, so I have the Active Target on my boat this year. And I will say fishing on Vermilion, that's been a game changer. Um, we do a lot of slip bobber fishing, especially on rock piles and humps. And I, last year I felt like I was just randomly throwing bobbers over top of rocks and hoping to catch walleye sometimes, <laughs> you know. And now I, what I've learned is there is, a, there is a piece, every part of your electronics, whether it's to do the mapping to the traditional 2D, to the down imaging or down scan, to your side scan, to your forward-facing sonar, they all are applicable, and they all have a, a way to help you find those fish. But that forward-facing sonar now, now I feel confident I can pull up on these rock piles, and I can find the fish using my other things, see those fish, but then I can put that down in the water, and I can shine that thing around, and I can see these fish swimming around and through the rocks and above the rocks, and I can see how they're reacting to baits. And now, I'm, now we're making much, much, I would say, more precise casts. Uh, and we're not just randomly throwing, you know, bobbers out, for example. Now we're casting at those fish. And, um, and I've had days where I'm like, if I didn't have this active target, I, we would maybe be catching one or two of these 10 fish. And now we're catching eight of these 10 fish, right? And so it's just, uh, that, that's been a really, really big thing, I think, uh, for me, um, you know, electronics wise. And, and, um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a game changer. There's a lot of pros and cons to it. Uh, I'm still on the fence very much about it, um, but it does help you catch fish, and I would say that's probably been the number one thing for me. What is the AIS situation up there? That's interesting. I, I, I don't have the scientific background. Uh, <laughs> there is spiny water fleas uh, in there. There, is, there are no zebra mussels. Okay. Uh, I have actually been told by a couple people, and I don't, I don't want to be quoted on this, that um, there, so there's tannin in the lake which is what, kind of what gives it its uh, um, darker stained brown color. Mm-hmm. And I've been told, 
like I said, I, I don't, I'll probably get a call from the DNR on this. I don't know. <laughs> but I've been told that zebra mussels would potentially not survive very well in, in a lakes like that because of that tannin in the water. Oh. I don't know if that is true. If it is, we should try to find a way to replicate tannin and put it in all our lakes. But the, that's the big thing is the spiny water fleas. Uh, otherwise, there, there have been no, uh, no evidence of zebra mussels or any other um, milfoils or anything like that. So, and then there's um, obviously rusty crayfish, which are common throughout the, the state as well. So, and they have eaten up a lot of the cabbage beds uh, on the lake, uh, like they have on many other lakes. Uh, but that's kind of the extent of the, the EIS stuff. How much guiding time do you have left before football gets all your attention? <laughs> Limited. I am in the midst of, uh, uh, I got football camp this week in the evenings for grades 9 through 12. Last night it was a hot one. We, uh, I was on the field from uh, 5 till mm, almost 9 last night. Uh, I got my steps in there yesterday, that's for sure. Uh, so we got camp all week this week, grades 9 through 12, and then next week we go up to Bemidji State, your stop, your stopping grounds there, and we go to a team camp, and uh, we do a little competition against uh, some um, schools within the area. Uh, and then we uh, we have zero week, so we start up August 8th, a week before most other people start. So it is coming really fast. I'll probably have one more stretch of guide trips here starting middle of next week, and then I'll, uh, I'll pull the pin and uh, put the whistle on. Okay, well... Again, for those who uh, maybe are new to the show and weren't familiar, Jason Fried, as you can tell now, is the Brainerd Warriors head football coach. Uh, I'm j- based out of Bemidji, and we get along just fine. So we, yeah, we find we we agree to disagree, but we get along. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, Jason, before we wrap it up, uh, I warn you in ahead of time. You, you got to face the Fast Five. Are you ready for the Fast Five? I am. I am ready. I don't know the answers to most of these, but I, I think I know the answer to the first one. Uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Three, Four. fast five. Question number one: What is your favorite fish to catch? Walleye, hands down. Okay, that, see, that's what I, that's what I figured. Uh, might be the same answer, but not necessarily. Question number two: What is your favorite fish to eat? Perch when they're perch in the wintertime. Okay, yeah. Fresh perch in the wintertime is awfully good. That's a fact. All right, question number three. You've got to go back in your early memory banks. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? Uh, it was a largemouth bass. I was, uh, I was in a farm pond in Iowa, and I think it was around 12 inches. But uh, that's that's kind of where I cut my teeth with fish in the farm pond. But but how old were you at the time? Oh, I think I was probably four. Okay, four or five. Good memory. All right. Question number four: What was your favorite subject in school? Social studies. Which is what you're teaching, correct? That's what I teach. I'm a history buff. Oh, it's a, it's a good thing you're teaching what you love. <laughs> that's right. Will not find me ever talking numbers or, or formulas. <laughs> All right, and question number five. This might be the most controversial question of the day. What will the Brainerd Warriors record be this year? You know, we're just going to do the best we can, Kev, because that's what all coaches will say. <laughs> so. 
I will say that we, we every year we get excited for that Bemidji game, and uh, I, uh, I'm over antsy you know, to get Dave's bell here. So I, I uh, we, we, uh, we're going to be a very young football team this year. Uh, we have a very small senior class. I'm not 100% sure why that is. They've just been that way all the time. So we're going to have a lot of juniors and a few seniors mixed in. And so uh, we're going to have to uh, work on uh, being super competitive and getting after it. But uh, I can't put a win-loss on that thing. You know better than that. No coach would ever do that. <laughs> a guy can try. A guy can you try. You can try. You can try. I will, uh, I will give you props for having these, the coach speak mastered. I'm good. Honestly, coaching and being a fishing guy, it's pretty much the same, right? You're like, yeah, you know, today, yeah, caught him, caught him pretty good yesterday, but today I got a high-pressure system, you know, and then a coach, yeah, you know, we took it pretty well yesterday, but today, you know, so it, goes pretty, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, you, you got it down, man. You got it down. Well, listen, 100%. Jason Gray having you on the show once again and looking forward to seeing you on the sidelines here in the fall. In the meantime, enjoy your fishing and time with family and football, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm good. Thanks, Kev. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here. Coming up later this week, we'll find out if Henry Drews likes retirement, and we'll check in with Jace Peterson up on the Rainy River. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>